Loose Change Podcast, episode number 42. We got myself, we got no Jared this week. The guy's a bum, got a new job all the way in Boston, working from New Hampshire to Boston, driving all the way home. That asshat's going to have about a two-hour drive every night. He's going to hate his life. And we got Pat, the producer. Plus, I want to say he's definitely the most the the most reappearing guy on the podcast. We have Jerry Thornton of Barstool Sports, Laces Out Podcast on Twitter, at Jerry Thornton one joining us tonight to talk about all things Patriots, talk about the playoffs, and talk about a couple other things too. So Jerry, my man, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me on, Nick. And is Jared really doing so bad? I mean, when he gets to go home to New Hampshire every night and not have to deal with Massful life down here. It kind of, I always thought those guys that are driving opposite ways are laughing at the rest of us. And you, you, you guys are up there in God's country, being able to work in Boston. I don't know. I, I, I think I envy him, not the other way around. Yeah, I don't know though, because he's got to. Sure, he gets to go home to New Hampshire, but he's got to drive through the teeth of Masshole Country, and the teeth of Masshole Country is ninety three. So he's going to be stuck in that traffic, and he's going to get the finger. I had a guy giving me the finger in Weymouth the other day. He's going to—he's driving through the teeth of the of a hole central over on ninety three. Yeah, you know the the middle finger is the state bird of Massachusetts. Oh, absolutely! This guy, like this if, guy it were up, behind, yeah, if it were up to me, that would be the state chest. F you, we don't we don't like it to the point where if you're <laughs> if you're, you're in like an accident, if you're like Jason Pierre Paul that blew off your fingers and to the point you couldn't make a hand turkey, you legally would be not able to drive in Massachusetts. If, if you I, can't extend that finger, then you have no business being on the roads, my friend. I wouldn't be pissed if Governor Baker Governor Baker made a law saying that if you lose your middle finger, you are mandated to move to Vermont because you are too nice to be in Massachusetts yeah. now. Outstanding. And, and I'm going to say something that came up today, and I posted this on Facebook, and I'm not getting a great reaction, but I'm just being completely honest. When I thoughtlessly cut you off, don't beep your horn. Like, put that effort into jamming on your brakes, and that way everybody wins. You know, take take that energy and and make it into a positive. I don't need you to beep at me to remind me that I was just being an asshole. I know that I am. I own the road. You just work on jamming on your brakes, we don't get into an accident. I get to where I'm going, and everyone's happy. Yeah, and you know what, too? Like, people in Massachusetts, we're all the same. We all think we're the best drivers, but this asshat who flipped me off the other day, F this guy. I'm driving. I'm going at a cool 40, 45 miles an hour right through Weymouth, and this guy's driving about 30. I'm passing him. I got to pass him. He's driving too slow. He's got to move over. I go right by him. I look in my mirror. Maybe I cut him off a little bit. He's got to get used to it, and he gives me the finger. And I laughed. I wasn't mad. We're used to this. I'm in Massachusetts. I gave him the finger right back. It was kind of like, hey, I see you. Thank you for flipping me off. Thank you for making my day even better. You should have blown him a kiss. That's what I do. I blow kisses now. Oh, what kind of reaction do you get? Because I would think on the one hand, that would just enrage them more. But maybe on the other hand, it's like disarming because it's it's cute and it's sort of affectionate. Like what, what do you get when you do that? Uh, I've had a mix. I've had people just get angrier about it and just kind of continue to flip me off. Sometimes I get two middle fingers. And then other times people just kind of like wave or they'll turn their high beams on at me. Uh, it, it it really depends on the driver's mood. But nine times out of ten, it's negative, And I'm just trying to be nice. 
<laughs> okay. No, do, do you ever get that guy who's trying to follow up? Like, well, wait a minute. Wait, <laughs> if, if I'm like, like he's totally misreading your signs and saying, all right, if she's if she's blowing me a kiss, maybe that's I not the middle finger. Maybe really passive aggressive thumbs up. Yeah, you know, in an abstract way, swiping right. <laughs> pulls out, pulls out his little friend on ninety three, tries to yeah. get up into the window. I, I'm I'm honestly surprised that hasn't happened yet, but I I should probably be careful with the car I drive. I can just be easily followed. So, mm. sure, absolutely. Now I, I would. Well, <laughs> the, the thing that hacked you off, I, I'm totally on board with because when I cross the border into New Hampshire, into God's country, I suddenly find that I can use cruise control, like. Wow, what a revelation. Like, people are driving slow. If you want to drive slow, more power to you. Go to the right. And people want to drive fast. Again, if that's your, your thing, go ahead. Drive on the left. In mass, that's not the case. It's every game is like, I mean, every every commute is like a game of uh, Simpsons is a wipeout. The, the oh, Simpsons World Rage. Like Best GameCube game of all time. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, we're weaving in and out. Like, where there's people over here that are driving 55, but then off on the right, they're going 70. And there's, there's just no method to it. And yet, I go to New Hampshire, Vermont, and it's, wow, there's like a sanity to it. it, it it's, it's the way it was meant to be. And I'm a, I'm a middle of a speed limit kind of guy. Like, I'm not in a hurry. I don't, I don't, I don't drive slow either. And I, I appreciate where I'm at when I'm with you guys, and I more, more power to you all. No, listen, I just got my first truck this year that that has any amount of cruise control. I drove a shitbox for years, and I tried to. I was I was happy. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna throw on cruise control on the highway. This is gonna be sweet. It is impossible. <laughs> it's impossible to use. You can never stay at it one is, speed. It is once you get south of the border. I feel like updates you've got a shot. And you don't maybe have the volume of cars or whatever. You know, my, my my sweet Irish Rose's girlfriend has a husband, good guy, who is a teamster, and he drives a big rig. And, like, as if you're not already terrified enough on the road just from people texting or whatever, he says a day doesn't go by that because he's sitting up high and can see down into your car, that he doesn't find at least one guy cranking one out. On the highway? Yeah, while they're driving. What? How? Yep. How are yeah, you going to uh, clean that up? I, you, know, you, you got That's me. My concern. I don't really get the. I don't get the physics of it. Maybe they're prepared. If you're, <laughs> you're a chronic high, yeah. you're a chronic highway masturbator. You got to have something underneath to be catching it. There's no way <laughs> these mean, guys I, are prepared. I, yeah, I know now you can buy like Kleenex designed to fit in your cup holder. Maybe that's it, but but it's still there's 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 a the logistics of it just just baffle me. I I, I know this. I, a true story. I was leaving Eaton Guy one time, and I'm going to 93 South, and it's a nightmare. And I look over in the zipper lane. There's a guy texting with both hands. I mean, phone in front of him, no hands on the steering wheel, texting. And on my kids' souls, I swear to you, what I'm telling you is an exaggeration. It's true. He was driving a motorcycle. What? Like, no hands on the handlebars, in the zipper lane, dr driving at full speed, texting away with both thumbs. 
I would still rather be driving next to that guy than a guy who's hitchhiking to the moon, who's who's whipping up a batch, who's fisting off the couple <laughs> children, and yet that's what this guy says he sees on a daily basis. It, it it's a horror show. It it just like uh, I can't wait for self driving cars. People are afraid of them. Oh, oh no, I'm more afraid of you than I am of a satellite controlling a vehicle. Yeah, but you, one of the best videos that came out in the past couple of years, I think it was Nissan who made a self-driving car. And the guy who makes it, he's out in front of a building and they're getting ready to test it. And he stands in front of it and goes, and he was like, this thing's going to stop. It can sense me. Thing drives right through him. It was the best video of the year. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> uh, I, I admit there's some things to work out, but uh, yeah, like... And, and I, I'm afraid that if you blow kisses to guys, you're maybe just going to encourage more um, masturbation. So uh, just, <laughs> just consider that next time. Oh, you know it will. These, these windows have to be tinted because I'm not going to be driving by that. Because once once your hand's coming off the wheel, there will be more masturbation at the wheel. People are going to be able to do it, and now we're going to have to see that. Uh. Oh, 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 yeah. It, it's going to be like a 1970s like peep show. <laughs> but, uh, the highways are just going to be what was that line from It's Always Sunny you know I think the government keeps spying on what people are doing online they're just going to find that everyone's just jerking off the porn oh you know damn it you know you brought up you brought up uh, Sunny I wanted to introduce you oh, I'm so mad at myself I wanted to are you an office guy oh huge and, and as I, a matter of fact I keep going back down that rabbit hole on Netflix like all the time Oh, it kills me. I can't watch anything else. I'm trying to watch Shameless too. I can't. I'm burning through the office again. Yeah, see, I'm I'm uh, you know, trying to find that next thing. I had a big writing project that was due before the end of the year, and I got it done. And so now I'm just trying to pick some time to like shut my brain off at night. So I'm you know I'm, I'm checking out like Black Mirror, just some things that I've missed. And yet, when if I've got twenty minutes before bedtime, guess what? Um, finding me an office and I, I'm afraid that it might be the last of the great sitcoms. I, I, I no, I should, I should stipulate because it, it's always funny has not lost an inch off its fastball, but the office just hasn't aged. It's still classic. It's still timeless when you're writing, when you're writing blogs about the Patriots or whatever, and you're looking for a pop culture reference. Like I think a lot of us on Barstool, our default setting is the office. Like no one's going to sit there and say, what, you comparing it to Pam and Jim's romance? What are you talking about? I don't know what you mean. They're just going to go, oh, sure. I remember that one. Oh, my. Yeah. I, Nate. Nate over at Barstool. That's where I get all of my office news. That's where Barstool is where I learned that they're thinking about coming back with a new with with the office again, bringing it back. Yeah. Yeah, Nate I is obsessed I, with it. Yeah, I forget what I referred to the other day, but I was saying this is like, you know, and Jim and the whole world is your uh, Thunder Mifflin and everyone's acting like Dwight Schrute. I'll think of what, what I was comparing that to, but I sat there and I said, I, I can't come up with a better analogy. It's, it's, <laughs> it's perfect. I, but if they bring it back, absent Steve Carell, eh, just forget it. Don't, don't even, yeah, don't even waste your time. That's right. None I'm of doing. us is going to watch insane. a show built on, built on Kevin and, uh, you know, Robert California. Like, don't even bother if it's not if it's not Steve Carell. Just just preserve what we have, and 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 we'll we'll always be able to revisit that. 
As far as third roles go, Kevin might be my favorite guy on the show. And aside from like Jim, Dwight, and Steve Carell, Kevin, hilarious to me. Did he ever have a line that wasn't just perfect? Yeah. Like, like, look, something made me think of this just like yesterday was when they were having the argument about Hillary Swank, whether she's hot or not. <laughs> and he said, I do her. And they said, but you just said she's not hot. He says, I said she's not hot. I didn't say I wouldn't do her. <laughs> he's, the best, he's one of the best guys on the show, hands down. But no, I wanted to I wanted to open it up and I wanted to be like oh I wanted to be like Jerry Thornton, three words, hardworking, alpha male, jackhammer, merciless, insatiable. One of the best episodes is when he goes on those interviews, Dwight. One of the best episodes by far. Absolutely. When he gives them the Mussolini speech to accept his, <laughs> his major, major <laughs> The problem is, it had a great run, but like every show, God, I'm, 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 no, I'm not going to use the cliche for a show that outlasted that We all know what it is and involved an aquatic uh, carnivore. Um, but I will say that, you know, there was a time when Dwight was perfect and then it became, I've never known anybody like this. Like, it's not realistic. Do you, you know what I mean? Like, it just, yeah. you became aware that this is a TV character. And a short time later, Michael left the show. But when it was at its best, and it had such a, maybe a five-year run where it was just tremendous. And, I, you know, on my own podcast, Laces Out Show on uh, Twitter and Instagram and on, uh, available on Barstool Sports, A.J. Hawk brought up and says, are you one of those guys, Jerry, that thinks that, like, the British office is better? I said, I defy you to spend five minutes watching it. That's my attitude on it. And we're like, oh, it's so much better. It's so much better. No, no, it's not. Just because they speak with British accents doesn't make it better. Don't stereotype me on that. Um, and I, I, I watched one episode and I said, Ricky Gervais is a genius. He created something great. Never going back to it. Thanks very much. Wait, wait, wait. AJ Hawk thinks the British version is better? No. I think oh. he just assumed that I was going to be one of those guys. See, he's a Midwesterner. And, and from talking to those guys, from him and uh, Pat McAfee, I've just discovered that they make a lot of assumptions about us who live back here, back east. So what I like to call America's upper right-hand corner. And um, I, I've had to dis, you know, dispel them of those notions. No, we don't all love Mark Wahlberg. No, we don't think that foreign stuff is great or whatever. Like, you know, no, we're not all a bunch of racists, which is sort of a recurrent theme. That, you know? that one sucks that we have to battle. That, that's, that is not a good one that we have to fight. Yeah, I know. I've just, I've learned to just sort of give up the fight on that one and just say, I'm not going to change hearts and minds. Really? Do I care? You know, it's, it's such a casual thing to people. When Mike Felger or John Tomasi can go on Boston radio and just casually say, come on, we're racist city. Just admit it. Let's just move on. And there's no ramifications. There's no huge outcry. No one demands explanations. Then it's like, okay, I thought being a racist was super, super terrible. I thought it was about as bad a thing as you can do. These guys just sort of treat it like it's just a okay, eh, eh. Yeah, you're racist, so great, fine, whatever. Yeah, like hearing that, though, 
hearing that, like, yo, just admit it. Just admit it. I will, ne- I will never admit that. Nobody will ever no. get me to go, you know what? You're right. You're right. Boston's a racist city. Absolutely not. I will not say that to anybody. I won't, I won't either, but as soon as you say that, what's the reaction? Oh, so you're saying it doesn't exist. And now I'm like, oh, God. Now, now we're just oh, like a dog chasing its tail. There's not, nothing's going to come out of this. So I just, I, I just shrug. Oh, yeah, you guys love Larry Bird. Yeah, find me a city that wouldn't have loved Larry Bird. Okay. <laughs> but, then, but then ask Isaiah Thomas how much he felt loved. You know, ask Vince Wilfork how much he felt loved. Oh, so now you're saying a lot of my best friends. Like, you, you just you just can't. You, you can't win. So I just go, fine. Continue to celebrate those bastions of diversity. Like, oh, I don't know, Atlanta, where they had plantations and fought to preserve slavery. And you keep telling us that, that we're racist because some guy got booed once. Uh, I just... Um, I'm done. I'm done with that argument. I've just, I've, I've tapped out because it's not as important as I always assumed it was. And when you get guys like Michael Che on Saturday Night Live saying that, like he is, hey, he is one of the least funny people I've ever seen on TV in my life. So I don't even want to, I don't, I don't want him giving his opinion on anything. And B, once he says it, Twitter, Twitter's accessible, man. As soon as, as soon as Twitter grabs something, they became, they become Usain Bolt sprinting with it they will destroy you with it <laughs> yeah, that's it and that's the thing i i, I love twitter who was going on a rant about it yesterday it might have been like uh i know oh, oh, it. it was fred, it was fred toucher this morning about oh, just how he thinks it's just horrible and it's a waste of time and it's the worst thing that ever happened to me it's a mirror you know the internet is a beautiful thing in that it's like a garden like, there are lovely things that grow in it, and there are things that nourish you, and then there's rich soil, and then underneath it are worms and bugs and stuff you never want to look at, but they're all part of the same thing. I, I stand before you, a guy who in my life has blocked one guy, and that's because this guy came at me repeatedly, and he, it's all he did. And I just happened to know someone who knew him, who gave me all sorts of information on him. So just, and this guy was just full of it. Like just kept saying, I know you drink and you don't tip and I'm going to come and I'm going to pound your head. And like, well, first of all, I don't have a place I drink, but whatever. (laughs) And so one day I just laid him out. Like, here's everything I know about you. You have a, you know, your band failed. Here's where you can bar. This is your real name. You have a beard like a 70s vagina and whatever. And then I just said, hey, hey, I'm just having, goes, hey, I'm just having fun with you. I go, yeah, no, I just had fun with you. I toyed with you. You're done. I blocked. I've never blocked another person. When I hang out with Boston media people, when I go into WEI, they all brag about how many people have blocked. Oh, how about you? Like two people. They don't even know what they're being blocked. I'm like, I don't know. I guess I guess I want to hear from the a-holes, too. Does that make me weird? Does that make me a masochist? I just think, well, let's hear from everybody. That's what's, what's great about it. It's a, it's a place where everybody has a voice. And if you're an idiot, you won't get much traction. And if you're clever, you're going to get a huge following. Uh, I don't know. It, have you guys ever blocked anybody? I mean, you're, you've got a female co-host i imagine you've heard from a lot of colossal creep shows in your time oh that's an understatement 
I was going to say, you know what, Jerry? We have this segment on the show called Lauren's DMs, and I'll let Lauren, I'll let Lauren elaborate on this in a little bit, where we get Lauren's got a pretty good following because she's a great writer, great. Co- she covers the Bruins, Red Sox, everything. Got a pretty good following. Sure. Lauren's DMs is one of the best segments, if not the best segment that we have ever came up with, because we just we get the she gets the creepiest things, and she's dedicated as fuck to the show because she's sent me now. A bunch. She joined plenty of fish just so we can get more content. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me, I, I in no way equate like my situation with yours. Like I, I totally get where it's it's a different element. Like you know, there's there's nobody trying to get into my jeans. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you're a big, you're a big, you suck, and I'm like, I have, I yeah, bring it on. I sure do. Yeah, whatever, but. I, I can't imagine. I yeah. You guys are familiar with Jen Royal? Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. A good friend of mine. She came on my old EPI podcast, reading her mean tweets. <laughs> <laughs> it was just phenomenal, and she was just fearless about. She came in with a stack of papers, just reading them. So, um, yeah, I, I I totally respect your game. I imagine like you've got to spray bullets in all directions, like a like the zombie apocalypse, right? Just to, just to stay in one piece. Yeah. And it's funny. I'm, I'm going up to Montreal this week for the Bruins game. And obviously I post that on my Twitter. So I have people from Montreal now being like, Oh, I'm I can take you out. I can show you the city. I can let, let me take you out to dinner. Let me take you out to lunch. I'll meet you after the game. And I was like, Oh, gee whiz. Like, no, thank you. And they just don't understand. No, that's the problem is like, I have tried to block people because they're just so aggressive where I'm like, I'm just trying to either like share my opinion on to Garask or I'm trying to just like do my countdown until opening day. And people are just like, bam, like hitting me with the DMS. And I was like, Oh no, like no, this is not what DMS are for. I can take you out. I can have you smell my handkerchief to see if it smells like chloroform uh, you can wake up in a well in my basement. Uh, I can make a suit out of your skin. Like I, I can't even, I can't even fathom. My God, you know, like certainly somewhat similar note. Just talking with like like my best friend from my old day job before I went covering sports full time, and she's all a super nice person, like the nicest person I've ever met. Mother of three, and we stay close. And this guy that were like used to work with like dropped in back into her life after a couple of years and was trying to set up like a three way. (laughs) Yeah. Like what? Like that's (laughs) like, like had sort of ghosted her and then was saying, Hey, I got someone who I think would be interested in a, in a a three way. And I just said, yeah. Like how soon do you just block that call? I, I don't, I don't, I don't even know. See, I don't know. I, I don't even I, know how this happens. Cause I'm like, I've been in a relationship now for three years and I've always thought if I, if me and my girlfriend ever broke up, I would have, these guys are aggressive. I don't know. I can't keep up with this. This guy let off Lauren's DM on plenty of fish. She, he goes, Hey there, gorgeous. Can I show you my cock pretty please? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's amazing to me. Just cause I don't, I got a lot of, platonic female friends and I don't know one of them that wants to see a dick pic. I, I don't even want to see my own dick. A, yeah, I can't I feel like just and, and Lauren, you can correct me if I'm wrong in this, but I just feel like you're wired to not want to 
see that the way that men want to see the alternative parts. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, like it's, we, we are not, our DNA is not the same. And I just, there's, I, I just, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong again, because, uh, you know, Jen, um, Jenna Marbles, when she was at Barstool, like just casually mentioned one day that um, Evan Lagoria, when he was at the Cape League, like just got her number and whatever they they chat a little bit, and then he just sent her like a Wang picture, like unsolicited. And she <laughs> on the old flip phone. phone. She wanted, yeah, and she wanted no part of it, and she just sort of had it like for a couple of years, didn't say anything. But she goes, "I don't want that. I don't want to look at that thing." And, and by the way. I, I am impressed with Evan Longoria. Like, I didn't know him as a ball player. Like, I could see if that, if, if I had that, I would want other people to know about it. But, like, who, who just assumes that a lady wants to, to see that? Well, Lauren, you must be getting them by the thousands. Well, th- <laughs> well think about this now. Think about this now. These dicks are in HD. When she was getting those text messages before on the flip phone, those are some low-res flip phone pictures. These are full-blown 1080p. Portrait mode. Oh, God almighty. Oh, approximately, how many have been sent to you unsolicited? Oh, geez. Well over 30, since the, at least since the summer. Since the summer, like we're not going back to like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's well. I was I was in a relationship until like this time last year, so I typically didn't get a lot of DMs. But once it became like kind of public that I was single, um, it it was really like every week, and I'm just like this. They're all they all look the same. They're all ugly. Like, what do I do with this? I don't know what to do with this. And I, I would think if, let's say, I were in a situation where it was expected of me to send one, I, I'd want, I'd need some camera trickery. Like, you know, like, there, here's a pencil, and hope that they don't notice it's actually from a golf scorecard. <laughs> oh, that would, know, like, that, that's like, what you like, got to use. Yeah, I mean, even, even at home, what I've been doing is uh, to my wife is gradually replacing all our bedroom furniture with dollhouse furniture. <laughs> yeah, your so your like wife's just gonna think she's turning into a giant. Yeah, no, no, it's like it's like a floor lamp, but I I don't know. Again, I'm just I I guess I'm a simple guy. I don't I don't know. I, I'm fascinated by the world of, of like Tinder hookups and and it, I'm sorry, it, it's what fish I'm blanking out. It's plenty of fish. Plenty of fish. Yeah, I am. It's amazing to me how it all works, but um, I'm also glad to just sort of step back. Like to me, I sort of feel like an anthropologist. Like I'm looking at it through the prism of my own just curiosity, but I'm not part of that world. You know, it's it's and I, and I'm and I'm glad. I don't, I don't know how I would how I would function were I an active participant in in that kind of stuff. And I believe me, I'm not disparaging. Tinder or whatever, it just, it just, I find it endlessly fascinating. The idea that you can just pick people by their looks and then go and have a hookup and then go back with your life. And if you're a guy who's who's not in the in the market, you you, you would know how I like wh- why I'm so fascinated by it because it's it's so incomprehensible. 
listen, listen to how her DMs this week round out. This is the last message. She sent me this right before the show started because she just got this. It's a picture of her in her dress. And this guy, this guy comments on it and goes, have you ever made a guy wear a dress? What? <laughs> well, have you? I have not. Uh, I'm, okay. I'm not into that kind of stuff. I mean, you know, it's something tasteful. You know, and something that, that really suits the guy well, and it's something tailored. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Why would, that's like, what I mean. I don't think I know how to flirt anymore. I would never open up with that. I, is that how you open up now? It's 2018. Yeah, I don't and now, know. like, so, mom, dad, like, tell me how you guys met. Well, it's funny. Dad asked mom if you ever asked the guy to wear a dress. <laughs> and she said, yes. This 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 is this know. guy's first go around. He's done this before. Oh yeah. Yeah. I oh, mean, yeah. who knows how many he reached out to? Hopes to just that he finds that one and says, "Yes, I have." And to King, okay, that's that's the one for me. Yeah. Listen, when have you ever seen that Vine of when it's titled, it's titled something like when a girl changes her relationship status on Facebook to single, and then it just a pack of raw hot dogs is thrown at her face. That was Lauren uh, the day that she switched over to single. Yep. I, I changed my profile picture of me just by myself. That's what it was. And it was just like, bam. And I was like, whoa, like, give me a minute to like be sad for a second. And then I can get to you, <laughs> get to your peeps here. <laughs> and have any of them worked out? Like, have, have you gotten any sort of like a, a complete stranger approaching you in this manner and it turned out to be like normal and something that you were looking for and, and a, and a net positive. No, not yet. Anyway. Okay. And we're talking how many months now? Um, it's well since the summer it got bad, but I've been single for a year now. So, but I, I did get a dick pic from the ex-boyfriend last week. So who knows? Ex sent you a, a dick pic? <laughs> he sure did. <laughs> yeah. Nobody's safe. Yeah. On, on on that respect, I go with the great General Patton who said, I never conquer the same territory twice. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to realize there's a reason why you're not going out anymore. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I just, and, you know, I, I, Nick, I think you and I are a, a, probably alike in that if someone wants I've to send never them, said, I've never said no to it. really wants to send life. you her body parts. I know that for sure. You know, I mean, you know, do a good job with it. Like, take nice pictures because you know, there's, there's the good and there's the bad. I don't even think I need oh, nice yeah. pictures. If I just if I just opened my phone and there was just a picture of some boobs, I'm not mad. I don't care if they're the worst picture. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I, I I guess I'm just saying, like, you know, like there's some that are just so like uh, medical in nature. They just kind of. Okay, whoa. Yeah. You know, uh, I like Lindsey Vaughn, I think, hit that line and then crossed it. If you, if yep. you saw happening, happening too. Hope but Solo, then, too. Yeah, yeah, bingo. But uh, then, I don't know, Kate, Kate, Kate Upton, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Like, it's hard to take a bad boob shot, but, you know, Kate Upton, Jennifer Lawrence, but right. Oh, wait, Catherine McVie. Like, she, her, like, one-handed selfie game is better than most portrait photographers. How she was able to pull it off, and she's, 
and I've had a, a crush on her since probably before your time because she was on one of the early seasons of American Idol when it was just becoming a huge phenomenon. And I, a lot of America missed out on the fact that every time she sang, she was singing directly to me. And any time, like, Portnoy wrote about American Idol, they'd always say, you know, Catherine McPhee is, you know, Thornton's number one crush and true. And her fappening two pictures were artistic and beautiful. And Catherine, if you listen to this podcast, by all means, feel free to send some along to uh, your pal at Harry <laughs> Thornton one on Twitter. I will not. I will not object. It's a special talent to be able to do that. And you know what? Let's roll on with the uh, the attractive women theme because I wanted to bring this one up to you. Your teacher sex scandal starting lineup was great. Your number three hitter, Hunter Day, I don't know what principal was like, you know what, she's going to be a great fit here. This could not go wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Interesting thing about her is I, I saw her, like her mugshot, and I, I didn't include it in the final blog because she was back in like uh, the spring. I, I forget exactly the, the timeline. But I'm like, okay, yeah, pretty cute. Maybe it could work, and she's wearing glasses or whatever. And then a day later, somebody sent me other pictures of her, including the one that I, I include in there where she's sitting on the desk. Oh my God. A, like essentially a micro mini with her, with her legs crossed and a laptop on, on her knee and completely unnecessary. It looked like the most <laughs> uncomfortable position that anybody could sit in, which she was doing for one reason and one reason only that was sending the fat light above Gotham to just say, I need somebody. Like I knew someone's help, <laughs> and her story was phenomenal too. I had some people saying, "Oh, I would have switched the three with the eight, but most guys were saying I couldn't even get to the cleanup hitter before <laughs> I needed cleanup. I guess <laughs> because she was just that good. And so her story is: the police had the uh, her student boyfriend's phone and texted her outside her apartment. And she said, the door's open as always. Help just let yourself in. And found her sitting on the floor surrounded by candles. And yeah. Like a, a, a sweatshirt with a Christmas cat on it, I think, and like jammy bottoms or something. Like just, it's, again, that, that's the kind of, that's, that's a premise. <laughs> that's. that's this Pornhub is what that is, but in real <laughs> she was life. setting something up special for that kid that night. Yeah, and it clearly not her first barbecue, as it were. And um, yeah, I, I, Lauren, I apologize if this is uncomfortable at all. <laughs> no, that. not at all. It's got to do a lot more than that. Make me uncomfortable. <laughs> Believe me, Lauren's okay. fine. Lauren is okay. <laughs> okay, okay. Once in a while, I'll have someone clap back at me and just say. You know, that's, that's really creepy. And I, uh, like at WEI just, you know, I posted one with their permission and they heard from the Boston Globe, uh, and immediately took it down. And the writer from the Globe said, I'm, I'm glad I, I like Jerry, but my editors said, blah, blah, blah. Apparently they consider it kind of rapey. Uh, my own co-host said, we're glad it came down. You do your own thing, but it just makes us uncomfortable. And my thing is, I'm again, I'm talking about women sleeping with their male students. I'm not a weirdo. Yeah, you know, not, whatever. <laughs> it happens. Yeah, 
You just hey, covered yeah, the exactly. stories. I, I, yeah, I'm not celebrating, you know, men going after, like, young girls. Those guys all need to be locked up. Um, I'm just... I, I'm just telling their stories. They're, they're the real heroes. I'm just the guy who tells their tale. It's, you know, there's, there's an old Western called uh, the, the Man Who Shot Liberty Valance. And the, the line is, when uh, myth becomes legend, print the legend. It's all I do. Just print the legend, man. I'm not, uh, I'm not making these stories up. I'm just the guy who assigns a letter grade to them. God, it's so stupid. <laughs> it's so dumb. Like, how this ever came to be, I'll never know, but... It's going to be the first line of my obituary, and it's going to sound really, really odd. Uh, no, it's it has to be because it is. It's it's just something that's just so obscure, but so huge on the internet. You can't go through Twitter without seeing them. You, for two years, I was away from Barstool, and every time I met a stoolie, which was often, it was always the second thing they brought up. I miss John Barstool. Miss the teacher things. Uh, I've met some Patriots players, <laughs> and chatted with them and said, uh, you, you read Barstow? Oh, yeah. I love the teacher. Like, what the, <laughs> what the hell? And when I talked to Portnoy about coming back, um, he said, you mean, like, come back full-time, write about the Patriots, the teacher thing? I'm like, yes, yes, the teacher thing, for the love of God. <laughs> you know, he needed that. As soon as you came back, his Patriots had to have gone up. He's David Patriots for a reason. He needs the teacher, the teacher sex scandals yeah. back. I, I made it my point that my first day back, the first thing I would write would be a knee-jerk reaction to a Patriots game, and the second thing would be a teacher thing, just to say, okay, there you go. <laughs> that flag has been planted back into the into the ground. I'm here, bitches, and uh, <laughs> I, I haven't looked back. I mean, last year alone, and I started rejecting a lot of the lesser ones. I, I think I did, I did close to 90. Oh, my and God. It, it was mark. every day. It seems like it's every day. I try not to kill the bit. It's like a uh, like an SNL recurring character where you're like, yeah, okay, yeah, Stefan again. Okay, sure, it's funny. It was funny the first 30 times, that kind of thing. So I don't do them every day. I try to space them out. Sometimes you just get the fact it's like they're just such... 100, 100 days is like one of those. They just have to do it. Yeah, if I had done one an hour before, I'm going, I'm going right back to that. But uh, you know, I also don't want it to be a my full my full time job. So like the lower one, sometimes you're looking you go, okay, she's you know, trailer trash, blah blah blah, nothing really interesting here. Uh forget about it. But then you get one where a hideous lunch lady, but the fact pattern in this is so damn hilarious <laughs> I can't not do it. But then you get those perfect worlds. And Hunter Day was one and uh Sarah Folk. I've the, I've got her listed on here too. I've got she was going to be the second yeah. one I was going to mention. No, I, think she I was mean maybe not a great fact pattern, but just an just a tent, and you know her this smiling mugshot and the other pictures came out and and then the readers come up with huge things. I mean like there was one that I I thought okay this is kind of a weird one like they were having a party her and her husband. Like, how did that work out that the kids stayed the night? Well, I get this email from a guy who says, I know them, and this is their thing. The husband <laughs> likes to just be, just likes to be uh, cucked, and they're, they're legendary for doing this. <laughs> what? How, how do, yeah, yeah, and that's a, that's a thing. 
you know? You know, there's there's um, some guys who hate when guys look at their girlfriends, and then there's other guys who like it when guys fuck their girlfriends. Flat out, I guess it's two different worlds. Um, there's, there's a... Someone referred me to a, a, a sex advice podcast, and I had a long trip from, like, Vermont or something on a book signing, and I decided to give it a whirl. And it's basically... It's a clinician. It's a doctor, and he's just giving people advice, and you know, someone said that they might be into that. And he says, I'm not going to judge, just you know, refer yourself to these uh, Reddit pages about cut husbands and hot wives or whatever. And for some folks, it's a, it's a lifestyle. And like this guy happened to be married to a teacher and said, there's going to be my thing. I don't want to I just <laughs> sit there and watch you do it with your your students like yeah whatever right. you want to do um, i'm not going to judge you Can yeah you i mean my yeah my my dad worked to the phone company and my mom raised <laughs> us and they didn't do any of that sort of thing i'm i'm, I'm trying not to take my own world view and cast <laughs> aspersions on others but that's that that's a thing i i don't know how that's uh more fun for a guy than actually just sleeping with the woman that you married but again do we judge it's 2018 man we can't we can't be sitting there can't saying judge this anybody is right, this is wrong no hell no every it whatever is right is whatever other people say is, is right all i know is as long as those teachers just keep doing this stuff i'm i'm gonna be there i'm just gonna keep keep on keep on celebrating them and and i'm i'm counting on another great year i can't wait to get back in my inbox because i didn't do one today and uh tomorrow's gonna be a brand new day <laughs> hey you know what we need to talk about a little bit at least a little bit about the patriots and i need you yeah. you just said you, don't, you said you don't judge people i need you to judge this guy seth wickersham i know you wrote some blogs on it yep but that hit pc came out with last week was it was exactly, I mean, it's what you expected from a Seth Wickersham Patriots article. It was every everything in that article I kind of expected. But you wrote in uh, one of your blogs, you wrote, the title was, I can confirm the ESPN report about this Patriots infighting is a pack of lies. Your last bullet point was, this whole phony report is coming from outside the organization and the people behind it have been bragging it was coming out. So are you, are you saying that your sources, and you called them impeccable too, which is awesome. Yep. Your impeccable sources are telling you that there were no sources from inside the inside of the walls of Gillette Stadium giving Seth Wickersham anything. Uh, yes, that, that that that's exactly right. Um, just to back up on Wickersham a little bit, um, he is the author of the hit piece that landed a couple of days after Brady won his appeal, just before the 2015 season. It was this massive, just angry screed where he and his co-author Don Van Atta, also from ESPN, took every phony baloney accusation about Patriots cheating and just recited them. For instance, the uh, it, when the Packers, I'm uh, sorry, when the, the Seahawks were, were preparing for the uh, Super Bowl 49, that they were scanning the hills up above their practice field, looking for Patriots spies up there. Um, the stuff about the bugged um, uh, locker rooms, that the Patriots per pers uh, uh, intentionally provide warm Gatorade to the opposing teams. The my favorite being that the 
big um, electronic billboard outside a CBS scene next to the stadium faces the Patriots bench so that they can get a better look at, um, at replays that the opponents can't get. Two things wrong with that. One, it doesn't. And if you've ever gone to the freaking stadium, you can go down to the 50-yard line and see that you can't even visualize the thing from there. Two, yeah, you just can't. how would that be? No, you can't. Absolutely can't. And two, how would that be better than having a coach up in the booth like every team does with a TV screen six inches in front of his face? But they printed it like fact. It was them chasing ghosts. It was them just taking rumors and innuendo. All the which, uh, every one of which, by the way, came from anonymous sources. This guy has done this stuff in the past. We all know that ESPN has done this stuff in the past. So why would anybody sit there and say, well, now I believe them? You know, like, well, now they're telling the truth because he says he has sources. So many things that were in that have already been disproven. I, I mean, minor things. Belichick, last week, sat down with Roger Goodell, something that not only has Belichick denied, but the NFL has denied that, that Goodell was done. Yeah, and for what reason would the NFL deny that? Yeah, exactly. To help the Patriots out? Is, is, that, their, is that their thing? Um, yeah, so much of it was just stuff we already know, like, okay, Alex Guerrero, has this method. The Patriots said, uh, you can't be hanging out on the sidelines and taking the team playing, whatever. No one said, no, we can go to them, but they turned every single thing that is a fact to something sinister. Brady yelled at Josh McDaniels after McDaniels was uh, excoriating him for missing an open brand of cooks. In front of, by the way, and this was a key factor in this, in front of Josh McDaniel's dad, who was in the stand, like, like what? Yeah, we know they yelled at each other. So guy who, for the love of God. And by the way, if you're Brady and you're playing hurt like he has, you, you're getting your, your, your butt you know, handed to you all the time, and you come off the field and your coach is giving you a, a ration, it's a natural human reaction to tell him to just go F himself or whatever. He did it with... Bill O'Brien and no one was saying that there's Nazis behind every wood pile and there's all sorts of bad blood. Oh, there's a rift. There's a rift between him and Belichick. How many times have we heard about this rift? I, I will count them. Lawyer Malloy, uh, when they traded Dion Branch, when they traded Wes Welker, when they didn't sign Logan Mankins, when they traded Logan Mankins. The flake game. Remember the Mona Lisa Vito press conference? Yeah. Oh my God! What the cliche on that? And I hear it to this day. I heard the cliche afterwards. I've heard it ever since. Belichick threw him under the bus. First of all, yeah, way to put some effort into coming up with a phrase. By the way, second of all, no, he didn't. And if there's bad blood between them after that, how did that work out? They won two Super Bowls since. This is such a nothing burger, but it's generating emotions. The, the Boston press, Felger and Maz and Gary Tangway and all those clowns are taking it as gospel. Trust. Oh, how about this? Jimmy Garoppolo was banned from going to TV, TV 12. No, he had a key pass and he used it all the time. You know, that was the most uh, ridiculous part of that story by far. Oh, good. Yeah, absolutely. Now, do I think that there was no tension between him and Brady? I, I was told there was. It's natural that there would be. 
like not you know quarterbacks tend not to work with their with their backups necessarily and I'm told that they resolve them that they they work through it's like it's like anything the two guys were not bad guys they were at odds or whatever they they work through it the bottom line is they don't all have to kind of love and embrace each other they're successful whatever they're doing has been successful for a long time I just demand and Nick and Lauren, you're going to have to hold people to this. I'm going to have to hold people to this. Everybody in your listening audience is going to have to hold all the people who said, this is it, it's done. Belichick's going to the Giants. Belichick's leaving. He's mad. Brady's going to quit, blah, blah, blah. Hold them accountable. Like when this team is preparing for the draft together, when Belichick's making the picks, when they go to, to you know OTAs, everyone has to remind them, you guys said that this was done that they would never work together again. Where is that? And, and I'm afraid that they're just going to try to pretend that they didn't say all this crazy crap in January 2018. And I, I vow to you with blood in my eyes that I'm not going to let anybody forget that they perpetuated this pack of lies so that the next time there's a Wickersham or a Mortensen or whatever, a Max Kellerman saying that it's all over, they're going to say, Really? Can you say that before? Uh, yeah, I, I can't wait for that. I have screenshots of tweets from people. So I, I'm ready for it when this all comes crashing down on them. Um, I have a lot of issues w- with the article aside from, you know, the whole source thing. I didn't learn anything new from reading this article. Um, mm-hmm. The day before it came out, obviously, there was this huge push about it. And it said it's going to basically reveal a, a rift that between that's between the Patriots, Bob Kraft, and Tom Brady, and Bill Belichick, that it's so severe that... People believe it to be like their la- the trio's last year. Obviously, we already covered it and everything. But if there was mm-hmm. any sort of a rift between Brady Belichick, between Brady Kraft, between between those three in any way, shape, or form, don't you think that somehow would affect the other players on this team and they wouldn't be dominating the way they have been? Oh, well, I mean, some of them are told that they have to call Tom Brady sir. Like, he's been different. He's been... He's been a woof. Like I know you, but but you know you're right. You're absolutely right. Show me that player who seems like he's not totally buying in. Show me that performance on the field that's not adding up. You know, listen to Pat Chung talk. Listen to Devin McCourty talk. I mean, on and on and on. Rob Gronkowski, like if you if there was a problem, it would manifest itself in. Wins and losses. Well, since four weeks into the season, they lost one game. It was when basically everyone was hurt and Gronk wasn't playing and Brady had no one to throw to. And by the way, they lost by a touchdown. And yet that was the end of the world. That's just how it is with this team. I I, I don't know how else to phrase it other than they, they do their jobs. They do what they're expected to do. Brady had a terrible month of December. First of all, and I'm still trying to confirm this, I've been told by someone who gave me good information in the past, and he's looking into it, that Brady's been playing with a broken hand. What? A broken, yes, a broken hand. Now, I, I, that's not me saying he absolutely is. It's something I'm still trying to confirm before I, I, I go with it. But watch how many times he's, like, flexing that hand. Tom Curran even mentioned, like, you notice Brady's flexing his hand a lot. And I think that maybe explains, oh no, that ball that 
is off the mark or whatever. But this terrible month that he's had, they went three and one, and one of those wins included the biggest game of the year where he led a come-from-behind touchdown drive late in the game, just hitting Rob Gronkowski time after time. So, yeah, yeah. Lauren, your point is excellent. Like, show me where this has manifested itself on the field in terms of this team imploding. Yeah, and one of those losses, I mean, the the one loss, it was Miami in Miami. That's like a game you expect. I expect them to lose that game. I don't like it. There's always a divisional game at the end of every single year that they lose that you're like, why? How the hell did they lose that game? It's there's always oh, yeah, a divisional yeah. game. You expect that. I, I was I was rejecting the nineteen and zero talk just because they don't go six and zero in their division. No, they did never. it in 07, obviously, and one other time. I think it was two thousand ten or two thousand eleven. They they had a season where they went six and zero in their division. Beyond that, it's four and two, five and one every single year. You know, they tend to have that weird loss in Denver. They didn't have it this year. They they had that one against Carolina. Where it was just like a like a crap fest of epic. Yeah, I was at that game. They're, that sucked. Yeah, yeah, it was terrible. And they, they're thirteen and three. They're the best record in football. One stat. I mean, you know, I know stats are for losers or whatever. But one stat that seems to be, you know, seems to work across the board in all team sports: point differential or run differential. The teams that lead in that tend to be the best teams. The Patriots tied with the Rams for the best point differential in football this year. And yet, what are we talking about? That this is a really good team that's in a prime position to go to another Super Bowl? No. We're talking about this soap opera, this this drama, none of which has shown up on the field. It's it's insane. And I I, I just feel like we're we're they've had so much success that the media refuses to just acknowledge the success. They have to find some other thing to talk about. And Wickersham handed this to them on a silver platter. All right. I got one more question for you and we'll finally let you go, but phenomenal interview by the way, so far, but last question, I've fallen Jerry into a little bit of a gambling, uh, sports gambling, rut. you know, like I used to, but I kind of got back into it. Mother Alabama hit the over on Monday, and I was furious with that overtime <laughs> touchdown. I couldn't believe it. I could not believe it. That's how it goes. That's how sports gambling goes. You 46 over under. They hit the over on that last touchdown of the game. It was unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> but Tennessee, though, this weekend, the spread's 14. And I bet the Patriots are going to win. Okay, let's just let's let's push that aside. Sure, sure. Fourteen. Do the Patriots win by more than fourteen or less than fourteen? Boy, that that is. I'm such putting a my money on you. You know, like, and this is why I I don't gamble. Like I I think most you you either stay a gambler for life or you have like an epiphany. And I had one. And it, I'm going to say this, and it's going to sound like ancient history. Like like you guys are going to think like. I need like one of those canes that stands up by itself that you see on daytime TV. Um, the nineteen ninety World Series, the A's were a wagon. They had a great rotation. They had Hall of Famers up and down the the lineup. They had Dennis Eckersley. They were playing the wild card team Cincinnati Reds, who won like eighty seven games. 
they were three to one favorites, and I put whatever meager savings I had on the Reds. It, I mean, on the, the, the A's, it just seemed like just such a, a no brainer. They didn't only lose, they, they got swept. <laughs> it sucks. I, I said, this is going to be the cheapest out I've ever had because I will never do this again. I'll do pools and whatever and split a bet, whatever, but I've just never done that since. So I'm the last guy to talk to about gambling. I will say this. The Patriots could win convincingly and still not cover. But at the same time last year, remember against Houston, the spread was actually bigger. They had a historically big spread. I want to say it was 17. Yeah, it was huge. And they and they played a terrible game. They played arguably the worst playoff game, playoff win that they've had in this era, and they still covered. And they were like furious afterwards. So if I if I had to give you advice, I would say um, take Tennessee. I think the Patriots are gonna win big, but still kind of call off the dogs. Um, I'll say this: Demarco Murray. Isn't going to play. Allen Branch apparently is, so that helps neutralize uh, Tennessee's running game a little bit. Um, uh, Marcus Mariota is—he—he he hasn't been as terrible as he sometimes is, but he's still not good at um, identifying defenses, like differentiating between this guy is open, I got to throw to him. These guys are not open, I got to stay away from from them. But even if he plays a clean game, are they going to beat the Patriots with Derrick Henry running the ball? With no. Chris Hogan back? Malcolm Mitchell had a uniform in the locker room the other day. Malcolm Mitchell hasn't played all year, and he's about Brady's fifth option. A healthy Gronk. Deion Lewis, and I wrote about this last week, has sneaky had a great season. He, he, hold, he set the Patriots' record for yards per carry, over 130 carries. And he had 180. Like, he had a ton. He's had the, the best complete catch percentage in the NFL, period. He had no drops and no fumbles. He's there. Plus, you're going to have Burkett. Plus, you're going to have White. I, I, I know I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth because that's what the, – the, mouths? Did I say plural mouth? <laughs> both sides of my mouth. Um, but I, I would say this. I the Patriots going to win big. I still hate 14 points. It just seems yeah, it's, way too much. I'm feeling that too, and I need it. I need it, man. I lost I lost yeah. on the Bruins and Penguins the other night. I picked the Bruins to win straight up, and they go to OT. It's just been awful. It has been horrible losses too. They, they haven't just been like they get blown out. Like it's an overtime 6-5 to five game. They were down 3-1, to one, and the Bruins went up 5-3, to three, and I was like, this is incredible. <laughs> uh, my, my advice to you would be to just bet a little bit just for fun rooting interest because there's an old expression. I forget what writer it came from, but it's, I never saw a horse player that died rich. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I, I'm the kind I of guy, though, when I lose 10, when I lose 10, I'm like, this is bullshit. Like, I get so, I get so <laughs> See, I'm the guy who, I, like, I, I like playing poker with my buddies, right? Like, it, I know that it's an, it's an even game. I'm not playing against a casino or whatever. I have won a paycheck. I have lost a paycheck. I would rather just play all night and go home like up or down five bucks and not have to worry about it. Like I, I, I hate the losing more than I enjoy the winning, I guess. 
you know, and, uh, yeah. you know, play, play within your means, have fun, so you have some rooting interest, but, uh, I'm just, again, my, my brain just isn't wired for, for that kind of stuff. You're familiar with naked gun movies? No, I'm not. It looks like Pat is though. I am get, not. get okay. Get familiar with them. It's the greatest comedy trilogy of all time. Get, comedy is tough to do the sequel. The Hangover was just, two was just a scene for scene remake of, of Hangover One. The Naked Gun movies are great, and there's a line in there. Where he says, "Do you gamble, Lieutenant Driven?" He says, "Only when I order takeout." <laughs> and by the way, O.J. Simpson was fucking hilarious in those movies. Like, oh, truly, he's I didn't. Trader, I gotta yeah. say it then if OJ's in him. Oh yeah, I I own the box set. I I watch him with my kids. We laugh our ass off, and I try to just say, uh, I'm just not gonna tell them that this guy really <laughs> <laughs> murdered people. <laughs> and then, and even worse, the thing he went to jail for, stealing back uh, bobbleheads that belonged to him. Like that horror show. Hey, you got a final score for uh, Saturday? Yeah, all right. I'm going to – I got the Patriots, like, it was 34. And with the backdoor cover, Tennessee, you know, gets up, you know, like 21, 23, something, something like that. But, again, it's going to be – the game will be over well into the fourth quarter. This might be a uh, Brandon Bolden and, uh, and Brian Hoyer type of game. And then uh, hashtag it's on to the Steelers. So, Hashtag um, is on to the Steelers, baby. Let's go. Jerry, hey. we are we are Marcus Mariota standing between us and a seventh straight AFC championship game. Realize that, people. Enjoy this. Like embrace this. This doesn't happen and it's happening before our eyes, and there's no end in sight. Hey, Jerry, thank you so much for coming on. We had a blast. We were of course. We're going to love to have you back on in the future. Yeah, I'm going, I'm going to have to insist, guys. I, I had a blast, too. Thank you, uh, Nick. Thank you, uh, Lauren. I'm, I'm so, Lauren, on behalf of uh, our gender, I apologize a thousand <laughs> times over. Uh, it's okay. Yeah, you're, so, you're, you're not all the same. I, I know that. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, thanks. So, if you, you know, if I could just get shameless plugs in. Uh, my podcast is Laces Out Show. It drops every Monday uh, talking about the NFL. Uh, I got a book out from Darkness to Dynasty available Great book. bookstores everywhere about the crazy history of the Patriots and finished major production on a second book also about the Patriots. So I appreciate you guys letting me uh, get those, those shameless plugs in. Hey, you just made my job easier because I have those shameless plugs listed on my uh, Word document here. So thank you for not making me have to talk. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Hey, Jerry, we'll see you. Thank you so much for coming on tonight. All right. Thanks, guys. We'll talk soon. In the beginning of that, we were like, you know what, Jerry, 15, 20 minutes, is that fine? An hour. It was a great hour, too. I love having Jerry on. Oh, it was fantastic. That was, that was absolutely amazing. Uh, he's, he's one of my favorite guests to have on. He's always willing to come on. So, Jerry Thornton, Barstool Sports, again, thank you so much for coming on tonight. Now, we don't really have too much time left, considering my laptop is at 11% now. Uh, it was at 100%, so that might be a battery issue. So we're going to slide right into, uh, we don't have to talk about it much, the other news. Still need a better name for that. Red Sox re-signed Stephen Wright and reliever Carson Smith 
to avoid arbitration. Uh, remember, Stephen Wright is coming off this domestic abuse uh, allegation down in Tennessee. Garrett Cole was reportedly headed to the Astros in a trade, which was then said to be false. So he's not going to the Astros as of yet. Uh, huge news today. MLB agent Jason Wood has been fired from Career Sports Entertainment. I don't know if you guys heard this one yet, where he was the president of baseball. You know what he was doing, Lauren? He was his clients would take showers at his house and he was secretly filming them. I saw, I saw that Andrew Benintendi was not part of that. <laughs> Andrew Benintendi was one of his clients, though. Yes, and I was like, Ugh. I hopefully mean, I, he was a part of it. He was not. It was confirmed by Evan Drellick that it was Beautiful. he was not Beautiful. part of it, which is, you know, I'm really happy for him. That'd be. Not yeah, but you were use, you but... were kind of hoping for that that footage leaked. A little bit. I wouldn't. I mean, that's a deep pick. I wouldn't mind seeing, but a little bit. Uh, <laughs> Georgia lost to Alabama in a uh, in a gambling nightmare or a gambling wet dream. Uh, let me tell you this, Lauren. This is what fucking happened to me this week. I've got money on Georgia covering, which they did. They just had to lose by less than five. I also had money on the under. The game at the half was 13-0. I was positive I was going to hit the under. Game goes to fucking overtime off of a Alabama at the end of the game just has to hit a field goal and they win. This kicker with this wild ass Greek name kicks the ball so far left. It must have landed in California. (laughs) It was pretty bad. It missed the entire safety netting. It was awful. So that sends it to overtime right there. I'm like, okay, game. Somebody scores a touchdown. It's over and whatever. Georgia hits the field goal. They go up by three points. That new Hawaiian quarterback who just got the game in, who got in the game that night at the half, gets sacked at the 45. And I was like, yes, yes, they're going to stop him. There's no way they can kick a field goal here. Next play, he drops back and throws a 45 yard, something, something like that, a 45 yard bomb for a touchdown goes up. Unbelievable. And Brad Marchand makes the all-star team. We're not going to talk about that. We can maybe talk about that next week. You know what? You know what's even worse about the bowl game? Imagine paying, like, what was it, like $2,000, $3,000 for a ticket yeah. to the game. Imagine going there with the, the thought in your mind that you were going to see Kendrick Lamar perform at halftime just to find out that he was performing in the parking lot. And if you were inside the stadium, you just saw a marching band perform and you didn't see Kendrick Lamar <laughs> I didn't even know that so that's yeah. why if you watched if you watched it on TV you saw Kendrick Lamar perform at halftime but if you were at the game you saw a fucking marching band <laughs> that's a bullshit that's awesome um, alright let's slide into Lauren's DMs Ooh, that's a good segue for that one I'm gonna keep that one in my back pocket uh, okay we got some so Lauren like I said earlier on the show, has joined plenty of fish in which is just going to enhance the content. This leads it off. Hey there, gorgeous. Can I show you my cock pretty, please? Lauren goes, I'm going to go with a no. Pretty or please, I'm pretty hung, smiley face. No. Pretty pleased with a cherry on top just once. No. This guy. Hey, babe, I dig your style and personality. This one isn't as bad. Call me sometime. I'm not going to give in to the third, like, please. Probably. Oh, you're okay. Oh my god, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) You're hung, all right. Send it over, baby. Oh, oh, you're hung. You got a big dick. All right. (laughs) Different story. This guy, this guy, his name is, I'm just going to read his name. This guy's name is Big Willie. So you know (laughs) what he's coming after. Nice hip, sexy. Tell me how tall. Apparently he likes tall girls. And then this guy's, oh, no. Yeah, this guy's my favorite. Have you ever made a guy wear a dress? (laughs) 
What part of you think? This is what I mean. I just couldn't flirt anymore. If this is how you flirt in 2018, I have no <laughs> idea how to flirt anymore. Ooh, it's a good one. <laughs> and this guy, this guy too, he's not like, he's not like a slim dude. Like who's going to throw on a dress. Like he looks like by the, by the amount of chin that he has, it looks like he's a pretty hefty dude. You're going to have to throw out. You're going to have to throw some dough on that dress. Yep. <laughs> I wish you, you should have played along with him. You should have been like, you know what? Yeah, I, I have a, I have a guy's dress. I make guys wear all the time. It's in my closet. Come on over, throw it on. We're good to go. That's hilarious. I, I'm going to start. I like, part of me wants to reply to some of these, like the cock one. I was like, no, and but I mean, I mean, there's some that are just like, hey, let me let's chill. Hey, hey, what do you do? Hey, where in Boston are you from? Hey, do you like the Red Sox? Like my headline, you have to make a headline. It's, so mine says, meet me at Fenway. Oh, boy, was that a mistake? I'll meet you wherever your little heart desires. <laughs> <laughs> OK, yeah. Fenway, meet me at Fenway. That was very specific. That's that's what I mean. Like this this guy, too, who has that that what, what the one liner thing His is, yeah, I have a butt tattoo. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Nobody was asking. No. Nobody was. Lo- nobody was looking at that guy. And be like, you know what? I wonder if that guy's got a butt tattoo. I I can't. I can't scroll past him without thinking about whether or not he's got a butt tattoo. <laughs> That's exactly the first thought that comes to my mind. I was like, ooh, I wonder if he has a butt tattoo. Give me a fucking break. I can't. I'm very happy though. You joined Plenty of Fish because the content is going to be incredible. Kind of who? Great so far. All right. So we're gonna have to do this quickly. Patriots. Playing the Titans this weekend. Lauren, who do you think is going to win? Uh, the Patriots. I think that's kind of a given. Um, if we can beat the Steelers in Pittsburgh, we can beat the Titans at home. And they don't I have DeMarco that. Murray, but that's not that's an, that's a non-factor regardless. So it's Patriots. Patriots all day. Jerry already said it perfectly. This game's going to be over well into the fourth quarter. The only reason I'm concerned... Which it's really not even that like it's not a concern that makes me go, oh my god, I I don't know if the t- Patriots could pull this one out. The only thing I'm concerned with is that a so big news that Jerry dropped. He's got a source telling him who's going to look into it that Brady might have a broken hand, a broken fucking hand. Which my is, jaw dropped. Yeah, which I that might be the first Couch Guy exclusive. I got to talk to Jerry about that. But that was. That is something. I mean, it's kind of something that we all speculated too, because I remember when he went down, he was flexing his hand. His hand looked hurt. Mm-hmm. He keep, like, I mean, you can't see, but you know, like I said, he's shaking it. He keeps like, like I said, flexing it, and he just kept looking at it. And, like I've broken my hand before. Every time I would like go to do something before I actually got it checked out, I would sit there and be like, try to move it, be like, no, I'm fine, I'm fine. I wasn't flexing it or anything. And I'm also not trying to throw a football, but I'm just like. It hurts. It hurts to do anything with, when your hand's broken. The only reason I'm concerned is potentially, and the, and the Patriots do well with running backs like these, but Derrick Henry is going to be a great running back in the league for a long time coming. And with the Patriots' weak front four, I know he's. I know Jerry said Allen Branch is coming back, but with the Patriots' weak front four, Derrick Henry still scares me. He had a big game against Kansas City last week, and he's a great running back. It depends how much they go with Derrick Henry, but you know the Patriots, sometimes they struggle with the running game, especially with no Dante Dante Hightower. They struggle with the running game. So that would be the only concern I really have. I have nothing else really that I'm concerned with. Delaney Walker, he's a great tight end. He's a very good tight end. I'm not going to say great, but you got Patrick Chung who can cover him. You got Stephon Gilmore who can cover him. The only thing that scares me with the Titans... Derrick Henry running up the middle. You have no Dante Hightower. 
your best linebacker, which if you told me this, if you told me this in 2016, if you were like Kyle Van Noy is vital to the Patriots playoff run, I would have laughed in your face. I would have spit right into your mouth. I would have taken your face, opened up the mouth, and just spit right into it. But Kyle Van Noy is vital. He plays well against the run. He's a he's a good. I'm not going to say great, but he's a good uh, pass defender, especially in zone coverage. The guy is vital to what the Patriots need to do this weekend. And just going forward, too. Uh, potentially, probably, the Steelers in the AFC Championship. Then whoever you play uh, next in the Super Bowl, if you were to win that game. the Another big piece. All right, it's not going to be huge this weekend. But the Patriots offensive line for the playoffs as a whole, that is going to be a question mark. Because... Again, if you told me this is 2015, which I've been on his, I've been a fan of his since early 2015 when everybody was still not watching the offensive line and was trying to tell me that he wasn't good. Uh, Marcus Cannon. Marcus Cannon is vital. Was vital to Jerry just texted me. That caught me off guard. Oh, uh, what's, what's going on? Did you get a dick pic? Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> That would be that would be that would be legendary after that podcast. But Marcus Cannon, not having him is huge. You're going to be playing. Uh, I think even two weeks ago they had Cameron Fleming. I don't know who they're going to start. Whether it's Adrian Waddle or Cameron Fleming on the right side. Either way, either fucking way, that terrifies me going forward for the playoffs. But as far as this week goes, if Malcolm Mitchell doesn't play, it sounds like he's almost ready to play. If Malcolm Mitchell plays. That's just another offensive weapon for Brady. It's the team's the team is ready to rock uh, for the playoffs. So I'm gonna go Patriots, Lawrence. Just give our scores. I'm gonna go Patriots. I'm gonna go Patriots big. Uh, 35. I'll go 35-17. I'm going 42-20. 42-20. Holy fuck. Yeah, it's a big game. Big score game. And let's you know maybe Marcus Mariota throws another touchdown pass to himself. That was electric. That was fantastic, and I think I watched on a loop for like sixteen hundred times. It was so funny. Was, I couldn't stop watching it. I was like, I, "How does this happen?" I was confused. I was driving, and I had my phone up on the dashboard, and I see the notification pop up: Marcus Mariota throws a touchdown to himself. And I was like, "What the fuck? How the fuck did that happen?" It was it was awesome. It's legendary. But we got anything else for the night? No. Patrice Bergeron got snubbed, but we'll talk about that next week. And uh, we'll talk about that next week. It's gonna be it's gonna be a good week. Good good week with sports this week. Good weekend of sports. Thank God, because we've had nothing the past four days with the Bruins and Celtics off. I've been miserable. But yesterday, my mom, my mom was like, "Oh, is there any like sports you want to watch?" And I was like, "Why you gotta rub it in?" I've been I've been burning like like I was talking to Jerry. I've been burning through the office. Yep, I, I, I'm no, I'm a scrubs kind of gal, so that, that's what have I you, watch. Have you watched The Office? I have, I have, but I'm still a Scrubs gal. Dwight Shrew, Dwight Shrew is one of the best TV characters of all time. That's a fact. Oh, I won't deny that. He's hilarious. <laughs> it's a fact. Uh, okay, quick, before the show ends, Jack Steelers, who wins? Steelers. See, I'm going to sneaky, I know he said probably, because that's the, that's the cool thing to do. I'm going to sneaky go Jags. The Jags had five picks against Big Ben. Last time they did, and they have a fantastic defense. So I do know that it's going to be a really good game. I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring game, but no. I think it's going to. This thing, the Steelers are going to win by field goal. Like it's going to be very low-scoring. It's going to be very competitive, and I think Big Ben's out for revenge. And we know that he's good. 
or when he needs revenge. And the Steelers, at the end of the day, are a decent team. I'm not gonna say they're a good team. They're a decent team. They're, and they're always in the playoffs. They're, 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 they're always in the playoffs. Yeah. They're always in the playoffs. The stats do f- the statistics do favor the Jaguars as they are thirteen and eleven all time against the Steelers. Ooh, fancy. I did not know that. Breaking news, NFL could investigate the Raiders, huh, over the John Gruden thing. Fritz Pollard Alliance requests NFL to investigate whether Raiders followed Rooney rule when hiring John Gruden. All you oh. saw over, all you saw over Twitter was there's absolutely no way the the, the, the Raiders followed the Rooney rule when hiring John Gruden. There was oh, absolutely gosh. no way. Saints Vikings. Vikings. I'm I got to go Vikings. I I don't like going against the Saints because I I, I love Drew Brees and I love what the Saints have done this year, but God, the Vikings are so damn good. It's the defense. The defense. The purple people eaters are back. They are. They, they absolutely are, are. And they have a fantastic problem at the quarterback situation, which will be great to see play out throughout the offseason. But and they, and the, the offense too. The offense too. He's got he's got between Rudolph at tight end, who's a pretty good tight end. He's got Thielen and he's got Stephon Diggs. He's got some weapons. Case Keenum, I'm talking about, has some weapons to work with. I'm going Vikings. You're going Vikings. Uh, Pat, you got Vikings or Saints? Uh, you know, if we're going with the stats, it's the Vikings. They're you're a big, you're a big stat guy. Saints, so. <laughs> I'm a big stat Stats don't lie. Stats don't lie. Except I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure I went 0 for 3 on my predictions last week. But Falcon, stats don't Falcons, lie. Eagles. Oh, here we go. This is the cold kicking, and my voice is going. Let's hurry <laughs> this up. Falcons, Eagles. I think the Falcons. I think the Falcons are going to the Super Bowl. Stop <laughs> taking my picks. <laughs> I think the Falcons are going to the Super Bowl. Um, I I'm picking the Falcons. If you, I mean, if Carson Wentz was playing, obviously it's a completely different story. Yeah. I, I'm going Matty Ice. I'm going my. My Matt Ryan BC boy right there that I think the Falcons are going to take this game. And I don't think they're going to get to the Super Bowl, although I'd love a Patriots-Falcons rematch. But I, I don't see the Falcons losing this game. I think they've snapped back into it. Who's home? Uh, the Eagles. For this game. The Eagles are home. Wow. That's a tough one. <laughs> yeah, but they've I got think, Nick Foles at quarterback. If, if the... Yeah, what's He's wrong with that? He's not Carson Wentz. He's a great guy. <laughs> so is Case Keenum. He does everything. He does everything that's asked of him. <laughs> so is Case. All right. I mean, Case. Case Lay Keenum. Off. Okay. I. He's a story that we got to talk about at some point on the show because Case Keenum this year has been asinine. He's been so fucking good. It's been stupid. Like it's been. He's been what? stupid good, and he's a great guy too. So it's not like you can hate him. He's a great guy. I know. Um, you can't hate on him. I think the Eagles. Eagles have this one. I think. All right, I'm going Vikings. All right, that's it. Jerry Thornton, once again, one of my favorite guests. Thank you so much for coming on. We look forward to having you in the future once again. Follow him on Twitter at Jerry Thornton1. You will not be disappointed. Some great, great, great tweets. And I love when Jerry goes after people about the Patriots because he smokes people on Twitter. Uh, Follow him. I already said that on Twitter, at Jerry Thornton1. Barcel Sports. Also, the Laces Out podcast, he said, drops on Monday nights with A.J. Hawk and Pat McAfee, two ex-NFL players, played for the Packers and the Colts. All right, Loose Change Podcast, episode number 42 in the books. Thank you guys for listening. Remember to rate and subscribe on iTunes and Stitcher. Follow us on SoundCloud, Twitter, uh, Instagram, at Sports, and the podcast, which one that we don't really use too much at the Loose Change Podcast, but still, go give it a follow. The big one is iTunes. Go rate and subscribe on iTunes, baby. The uh, Twitter like handle on... is at Loose Change Pod. Oh, if, at Loose Change Pod. You're right. Trying to follow that, even though we never tweet on it. 
we just tweet the show on it. Catch Guys Sports Loose Change Podcast, episode 42 in the books. Thank you for listening. Have a damn good night. <laughs>